0: to the Slow Home Podcast. My name is Brooke Callery. I'm your host and the founder of Slow Your Home. In today's episode, episode number four in our massive launch week, I'm looking at the question of what is slow living? The slow movement and the ideas behind it are spoken about a lot, particularly at the moment. I feel like they're having a bit of a moment. But do we really know what it stands for? It's implied that slower is better but first of all, is it? Is it really better? And if you embrace the slower way of life, what can you expect life to really look like? Before I get too far into the show, uh, I just want to let you know that the show notes will be available on the blog. And you can find them at slowyourhome.com four, just the number four. That's where you'll find links to any resources I discuss in today's episode. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, you can leave them in the comment section of the, the show notes. So what exactly is slow living? To me, slow living is the antithesis to fast, which sounds really ridiculously obvious. But when you think about modern life, it is dominated by fast. Fast food, fast fashion, immediate results, instant gratification, higher productivity, greater efficiency, more and better and faster and cheaper and louder. Slow living is a reaction to this and it's about intentionally choosing to opt out of the race, race to be faster and cheaper and higher and louder. It's about intentionally choosing to opt out, to say no, to find meaning in our everyday to look for quality in everything, in our interactions, our relationships, our thoughts, the things that we consume. Slow living is about people, not consumers, experiences over stuff, mindfulness in the things that we own, the things we consume, and in the way that we live. It's about choosing what to include and, really importantly, choosing what to exclude from our lives. And that all sounds great. I mean, it it does. It sounds really lovely, really nice. But is it realistic? When life and school and work and culture and media is so fast-paced and so hell-bent on more, is it realistic to pursue a life of slow, of less, to actively pursue less, to say no? In a word, yes, it's possible, absolutely. It may not be simple, ironically enough, and it most likely won't be easy. But it is possible and it is absolutely worthwhile. A lot of people say to me, a version of, oh, that's fine for you because... And then they offer a reason. It could be you work at home or your husband works full time or your kids are little or you, you don't rent your house. You you know You have a mortgage, whatever. Insert your reason here. There are endless reasons why people think it's easier for others and not them. But adopting a simple life is not easy for anyone. Opting to be countercultural, no matter how small the choice... It's going to feel countercultural when the reality is that anyone can benefit from slowing down. Young kids are tired and they're overstimulated. School students are overcommitted with extracurricular activities and tutoring and homework and social events and sports. Professionals are constantly plugged in and connected, even at night and on the weekends and when they're on holidays. They're always on call. They're pushed to do more with fewer resources and less time. Stay-at-home parents are burdened with huge expectations, both internal and external. Anyone who owns a computer or a smartphone knows the draw of checking various inboxes multiple times an hour, the adrenaline spike of a message, or the, the flat, dissatisfied feeling of no new emails. Anyone who feels the need to compete on performance or social status, they could benefit. Consumers are overwhelmed by choice, and the sad part is most of the choices are cheap. They're not ethically made they're not well made they won't last anyone who follows trends or prides themselves on being up to date with fashion or gadgets they understand the frustration of obsolescence the shoes are out of fashion the phone has been superseded the hipster fascination has been replaced so like i said anyone can benefit from slowing down what what are the benefits in short they're multiple and they're far-reaching Adopting a slower home and creating a slower life will help you in a massive number of ways. And there's six that I personally have discovered since I first started living a slower, simpler life. The first one is acceptance. As you simplify your life, you get closer to the core or the essence of who you are. You can see in greater detail the faults and the flaws and the strengths and the beauty of your true self It's no longer hidden beneath layers of junk and clutter and complication and distraction. Don't get me wrong. This can be really scary because we hide behind these things for a reason. But the more you simplify, the easier these layers can be peeled back. The second uh, benefit is clarity. You begin to see who and what is really important. So you, you know what you want and you know what you need you have the time and the space to explore those things further and and then bring them closer to the surface or closer to the center of your life. With more clarity, it also becomes easier to let go of the things that don't matter and it becomes easier to identify what those are. The third benefit is a clutter-free life. In a physical sense, your home, your bedroom, your studio, your office, your living room, your wardrobe, they become a haven from the busyness of life, it, your home becomes a place where you can unplug and relax. You can surround yourself with a limited number of things that are beautiful and meaningful and useful. And this means it's much easier on a, on a practical level. It's much easier to keep your home clean. And this this does actually apply even if you have young kids. It, make, it, it just takes much less time to tidy up at the end of the day. Uh, I used to freak out at the possibility of drop-in visitors when my house was you know messy or cluttered and now that just doesn't happen I mean my house still gets messy I, I do have kids but it's not that chronic clutter situation that we used to have where there was always stuff doesn't matter how much I tidied up there was always stuff around and that felt like a physical weight so you know simplifying and slowing down and creating that home the one of the major benefits just in a practical sense is just not having to to clean up so often and not having to deal with that stuff that accumulates. And additionally, uh, in the tie-in with that that third benefit, clutter attracts clutter. So by creating a clutter-free home and space, you're increasing your chances of remaining clutter-free. So the less we have, the less we want, the less we accumulate. And it becomes a much easier process as time goes on, as you Renegotiate what enough is and how much stuff you you want and how much stuff you need. The fourth benefit is gratitude. Recent studies show that practicing gratitude daily helps improve your health and your well-being. Embracing a simpler life strips away the inessentials so you can see just how much of what surrounds you is worthy of your gratitude. You, if, if you peel back the layers of crap and junk that accumulate over time, it becomes so much easier to see the, the beautiful parts of life and the things that you you should be thankful for, and the things that you are thankful for, but maybe didn't have the the mental bandwidth to pay much attention to. Once you peel things back and get away, get get rid of the the excess and the stuff that really weighs on you but gives you no benefit, no value, you you can really quickly and easily start to engage with the things that are important and that are worthy of your gratitude. Number five is your health. Almost universally, and this is really interesting, those who pursue a simpler life become physically healthier. It doesn't happen immediately and it's typically not the first thing to change. But as you simplify, as you slow down, as you pair back, you become more mindful of everything everything that you consume. And as part of that, you become more mindful of what you eat and how much you eat and how you, you move your body and how you care for yourself and how you feel internally and how that can impact on your behavior and your thoughts. It just brings about this level of awareness that is really difficult to have when you're you're living a, a cluttered, stressed, hectic life. The awareness and the simplification of your surroundings and the way you live your life, they bring awareness and simplification of your body. And typically people find over time, quite gradually, they there's less junk being eaten, there's less inactivity, there's less mindless eating, there's more whole food, more vitality, more energy, more movement, more health. It's it's really interesting to see that so many people who begin by perhaps decluttering their home or something really simple like decluttering their car or their kitchen, over time it builds towards this this lifestyle of not just, a, you know, a matter of getting rid of the excess stuff, but it becomes more about creating a life that is about what's important. And health, obviously, is one of those things that are incredibly important. The sixth benefit of uh, slowing down is presence. One of the, the the most fulfilling benefits of slowing down is actually being present, of really noticing the details of what's right in front of you and fully experiencing them. You'll no longer float through your days caught up either in your past or in your future in the what ifs or the maybes or the regrets. The present becomes your reality. And while it's not possible for me anyway, I'm sure there are people who have much greater command of their, you know, of their their mindfulness and their mental capacity. I'm not one of them. But you don't float through your days caught up in all of those shoulds and what ifs and I didn'ts and, you know, regretful thoughts. The present becomes what you're living. I mean, by its very definition, but you can fully immerse yourself in it. You can soak in it and you can learn from it and participate in it. You know, um, one of the, the greatest benefits for me is that when I'm playing with my kids, I'm really, I'm there most of the time. And I'm creating memories that are—they seem richer—and I have more of them because when I'm faced with spending time with them, and I'm playing with them, or they ask me to do something with them, I can put my brain and my my energy and my awareness into what we're doing. So that really—I don't—I I don't know the scientific side of it, obviously, but I feel like it activates part of my brain that really soaks in the details, and I—I'm yeah, grateful for that. Uh, the seventh benefit. And I said six, but there's actually there's nine benefits. So I can't really count. But the seventh benefit is relationships. When you're you're no longer weighed down with your past or your future, your stuff or your shoulds, the worries, the guilt, you find that you release so much more time and energy and space to devote to things like your relationships. And I know my relationships have just blossomed under the the extra time and energy and attention that they've been able to get you have more time and energy to be with your kids you can go you can go bike riding or play with them or you know travel with them go on a camping holiday you can talk sit down and actually talk to them ask them how they're going whatever it is that helps you connect with them and similarly you'll have more time and energy and patience to spend enhancing your relationships with your partner your you know your grandparents your cousins you can invite your best friend over for a coffee without having to worry about, you know, cleaning up before she arrives because life, as it snowballs, it just becomes easier. Your home becomes less cluttered. You become less stressed about the state of of what your home looks like. So you feel like you can invite the mum over from preschool to have a coffee without stressing about, you know, the state of the, the kitchen. It just, in a very practical sense, it releases you from those stresses and allows you to spend time... Enhancing the relationships that you have and building new ones as well. Number eight is generosity, and as you as you realise you need less than you have, you have more to give. So initially, this this typically means your stuff. As you declutter, as you work through your your home, and you you know you get rid of the things that you don't want or need anymore, you can give those to people. You can give them to charities who can then sell them on, or they can pass them on to people who are in, who who are in need of them. But then it becomes about your time. You'll have more time to to be generous, either in terms of offering companionship or volunteering or, uh, you know, being more engaged or productive at work. Whatever it is, you'll have more time to give your expertise and your money as well. As you spend less, you might have more to give to a charity of your choice or to make donations you have so many resources that can help others and embracing a slower simpler life means that you can give more widely now, i don't i don't mean that you have to give everything that you save or anything like that but it, you 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 become this person who is in a position to be able to to be generous and that looks looks different for every person but generosity is one of the big benefits the ninth benefit to a simpler and slower life is Joy. There is so much more joy to be had when living a slow life. I mean, the the important things bring joy. Things like improved relationships, time to spend with the people that you love, time to spend on hobbies and passions that bring you joy. Like they're big and they're important and they bring joy and they're wonderful. But when when you're slowing down and being intentionally, living an intentionally simpler life, The little things also bring joy and the things that you very rarely have the opportunity to even pay attention to when you're living the fast paced, hectic, more louder, you know, life that so many of us have lived. It's the little things like a a sunset or, you know, a a child's giggle or a bird in flight or the feeling that you, you get when you walk into a room full of friends. You have the time and the energy to feel these joys. To pay attention to them and then to experience them and to me that's just such a, a gift it's such an awesome thing so the question really is fine it sounds wonderful i want to do this i want to slow down i want to simplify but how do we learn to and is it possible for somebody who is crazy busy and hectic and fast-paced and who loves that how, how is it possible for them to slow down how is it possible for the mum who has no time at all in her schedule to do anything other than what she's doing right now. How is it possible for her to slow down? And honestly, this is the hardest part. I mean, there's hundreds of books and thousands of blogs and newspaper and magazine articles that look at the, the question of simplifying and slowing down. And ironically, it's a really complex question. That's part of the reason that I've created my blog. And this podcast to explore the many different ways that we can embrace slow and opt out of this race to busyness and hectic and stress. It's it's far too complex a question to dive in and give you a pithy kind of one size fits all answer. Uh, I wish there was one. And the closest that I have come to it is simply understanding that you have a choice to be slow in any given moment. Not every given moment. That's really, I want to be really clear that that's not (laughs) what I'm saying. Any given moment, you can choose to approach it from a place of slow and simple. Um, You can opt to slow down and pay attention to any given moment, even just for one minute. And I, I honestly think that when you're looking at slowing down and creating that life of present and intentional participation, that is what you need to do. Just go moment to moment and choose a time to just be and be completely immersed in that moment for just 60 seconds. And that brings you into the headspace of creating a slower life. Simplifying and slowing down there, to me they're two sides of the same coin and the goal is a very similar one. So you can start by simplifying, start by decluttering, start by paring back and getting rid of the excess. And you're going to be in a, a position mentally to then go forward and start slowing down other parts of your life. I, I, I think you can do one without the other, but I think when you do two, the two together, if you start to simplify and start to approach life from a, a place of slowing down at the same time, you're going to, to kind of meet in the middle and those two things will start to help you forge ahead and create a simpler slower life probably quicker than you would if you just started by cleaning out your car or something like that i could go on (laughs) i could talk underwater about this sort of stuff but i think for now we'll we'll leave it there and um yeah i really look forward to talking to you in the next episode of the slow home podcast if you are enjoying what you're hearing so far particularly in this first week I would love it if you could uh, subscribe to the show via iTunes. And while you're there, if you wanted to leave us a rating or a review, that would be wonderful. And I will uh, talk to you in the next episode.